Welcome to another episode of It's Not a Man's World podcast. Core this season is flying by, isn't it? We are your podcast that explores how men deal with relationships in the modern world, from that initial message of hello to developing a blossoming romance, all the way down to the times of sheer lust and desire. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan. I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good and bad experiences along the way. And I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years now, and he's currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He would regard himself as properly single. And on this week's episode, it's all about loving yourself. Alongside me again this week, he loves himself. He appreciates himself. He explores himself. How many other ways can I say it without just saying the word wanking? He satisfies himself in a well, just a dangerous amount of times in any 24 hours I didn't like that last one Tom how are you mate <laughs> very well Dan I, you, you know what I'm um I'm starting to go off loving myself of all these wanking jokes you bring in week after week after week I you know what I like I always like using the uh the Drake song uh, I love me I love me enough for the both of us so that includes me and my alter ego when I uh when I get busy yeah, I don't know what else to say to that. It's just <laughs> I'm just used to all these wanking jokes by now. It's getting it's all getting all getting out of control. Me, myself, and I am my friction burn. That'll be that'll be the title of your autobiography. Yep, yep. Like Roman Grosjean, I'm suffering with multiple hand burns at the moment, but hoping to to get through it. <laughs> Is that too soon? Is that too soon? <laughs> he did survive. I mean, thank God for that, by the way. Oh, can we keep that in? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we can. Okay. He's all right. He okay. survived. He's, okay. he's a very lucky man. He's a very lucky very, man. Very, very fortunate. That was some timely good news, wasn't it? So we know that Christmas won't be yeah. um, normal this year, but we have received the latest guidance on what it may look like. We're having things confirmed that families um, and friends will be able to do over the Christmas festive period. Things like nativities and Santa's grottos will be allowed to reopen this year. Grottos uh, open, but Father Christmas, we're told, will have to wear a mask. And a rule implemented this year will mean that young children will not be allowed to sit on Santa's lap. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a party pooper on this one. I feel like maybe, maybe having children sit on stranger santa's lap maybe something that should have been stopped a little while ago tom, tom what do you think on this one? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know i mean uh, you, you can think about it like that but I'm, i prefer to be slightly more innocent than that you know i was always freaked out as a kid by by those sort of grotto plays i never liked them it was just it was just weird like you believed in father christmas but at the same time you knew that person in the grotto wasn't father christmas so why would you go and speak to them? It wasn't about like sitting on the lap or anything. It was just actually speaking to them. I was like, no, I don't want to speak to them. They're going to give me a crappy key ring and say Merry Christmas and then walk away. I was like, no, I don't want that. I want to go to the, um, I want to go to game and point out a PlayStation I want for Christmas. But I find that interesting that you weren't comfortable in grottos growing up, but you are very comfortable. I'd go as far as saying the average sex dungeon now is your second home. <laughs> well as, as you well know Wendell, i do create a grotto at home for christmas now which is which is really weird when maybe it's some sort of deep traumatic thing in my life where i had to just rebuild the grotto at home but i'm, I'm, not, I'm not too i mean in these covid times i think it's quite safe for, for 
Father Christmas to be as far away as children as possible. But in the future, ah, it's only a little bit of harmless fun as long as uh, Santa isn't a drunk. So as we record this, we've almost reached the end of um, lockdown, let's call it 2.0. Uh, and yeah. God knows what's happening with uh, with these tears, but you know we we plow on. We we uh, we try to plan accordingly. Uh, obviously, with a period of sitting around, it, it gives you time to ponder, to have a deep think, a reflective think on where your life has got to, and even where yeah. you think it is going. Um, it, it can be a time. Uh, that you sit back and go, I want to change something poignant, something specific, something important in my life. So, Tom, with that in mind, what's the one thing you're going to change uh, when we, maybe in the new year in 2021? Are you having to think about it? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one, Mr. Window. I think, I think from my point of view, what would I like to change? Being a little bit more outgoing. And I don't mean necessarily socialising quite that because, uh, you know, there are times where I enjoy my own company, as you make well aware at the start of the podcast. But I want to do more things like go go out and do activities like go to concerts, go to sporting events, you know, just do more active stuff. I think that's one of the major changes I'm going to make. And being stuck at home for the past, what, nine months does make you really eager just to get out there and do some more stuff. So, yeah, for me, I think the one change I'll make is to try and do a bit more and be a little bit less of a tight ass because there are times where I've gone, I can't be bothered to spend that money. I think life's too short now just to just to think about like that. Just go and have fun and deal with the consequences slightly later. That's a, I, I love to hear that, mate. I, I really enjoy to hear that. That's that's great stuff. Do How you, about you? Also, uh, I'm perfect. <laughs> just just done. Solid. Sealed. Mate, come on. Seriously. <laughs> Silly. And maybe another thing for you is stop asking stupid questions like that. <laughs> no, I'll never stop asking stupid questions. <laughs> um, do you think that the thing that will help you maybe more enjoy, you know, help yourself um, enjoy yourself more is maybe being a little kinder on yourself? Ooh. Because uh, this think... week on the podcast, I've mentioned it already, we focus on and discuss how important it is to love yourself before even attempting to go out and find love with someone else. Is self-acceptance essential before you get out there and try and get a little bit damp? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this straight away, mate? First of all, I'm really worried that you came closer to the screen there to say a little bit damp. But I think I think in answer to your actual serious point to your question, yeah, I do I do think you have to you have to, you know, accept who you are and have a bit of self love if you're gonna go out there and find someone else to express that love externally rather than internally. So yeah, I, I do think it's it's massively important. But it but it can be tough at times to to love yourself, particularly in these in these times where you're stuck at home and you're left alone with your thoughts at times it can be difficult but I, d I do think when it comes to the the crux of it it is important to to understand and respect yourself I, I think um the the use of the word love maybe is uh, I think that's that's where you could change it I mean it, it is tough you've mentioned it there. it's tough out there especially at the moment for so many people it's about being a little bit kinder on yourself we all make mistakes we all do silly things, some people more than others. It's just about giving yourself a break. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's one of the things that I've learned over time. Obviously, now you and I have have got a three at the start of our age, which means we've we've lived a bit, fortunately. And you learn throughout the process to to make mistakes. And I think when I was younger, particularly, I used to uh, used to really hit myself hard about making mistakes, whether it was personal or professional. And that does grind you down eventually. But I think over the last few years, I've started to accept those mistakes are going to happen and just deal with them appropriately. You do you do get to the stage where you're like, yeah, you know what, I've made mistakes, but I've got through them. I can make mistakes in the future and learn to deal with them better and also be aware when mistakes are about to come and how to deal with them. Yeah. And and that all leads to, you know, being confident in yourself and trusting yourself to eventually make the right decisions in life. I think it's a fine line. And we were talking on last week's episode about uh, who should take control if anyone needs to take control in a modern yeah. day relationship. And we said there's a fine line between uh, sometimes a guy or, you know, both ways, girls the same between overbearing and being protective of your partner. I think there's a fine line when we talk about this week's topic as well. I mean, we are all flawed human beings. Yeah. Uh, it's not about walking around thinking that you are bulletproof. You see some people on social media nowadays, they love themselves so much. You wonder, well, there's not much space for anyone else to love them anyway. That's how much <laughs> they think of themselves. There's a fine line between, you know, I think self-acceptance is, is probably the key phrase rather than loving yourself or being in love with who you are as a human being. And you see someone on social media, Tom, it is cringy, isn't it? Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm an Instagram model. <laughs> I'd be amazed if there's an Instagram model called Jerry out there, by the way. Um, what, what, what's your, what, what do you think would be your kind of stereotypical Instagram model name? Oh, uh, Sapphire. Um, Alexis. What, what, Alexis, yeah, yeah. Sapphire. Alex- what, what's Sapphire promoting, you think? Probably the latest shakes from a health company that contain 90% cow bulbs bunk or something like that i was, I was gonna say hair removal cream oh sapphire's removal cream i'd probably buy a, buy a <laughs> lot of that yeah in all seriousness there is a fine line isn't there oh absolutely and i i think we talked about it in the first season to be honest the pressure and the expectation on social media to put out the best version of yourself and a lot of people i see on social media go i'm living my best life and there's a lot of people who aren't and when you see that, you're like, well, how the hell do I get to that stage? And then you see all these Instagram models who are literally reflecting perfection that they don't even have, let alone what, they, what they're demanding of other people. You know, it leads to this completely inverted situation where people look at themselves and think, God, I'm not good enough. Whereas the truth is, you know, we are, we are all different and we all get through in our own way. We're all you know unique and special in our own way you've got to understand that and accept that you know we're not all going to be the the instagram six foot six pack you know able to have a laugh you know really nice person they're not even that so how the hell are we meant to be that you know i think it comes down to you have to have that awareness of the world around you and where you fit into it and sort of then you come to terms with accepting who you are and how you can be a valuable contributor to not just yourself but the loved ones that you have around you and also then the society in general mm. i think that's how you sort of work it out and become comfortable with yourself and then that can lead to right how do i find love in this mad mad world i love that i love that i i, I will say though disclaimer if i carry on with my at-home workouts 
into 2021, I am on track to turn my one pack into a two pack. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan. Well, then we'll definitely have to do a live stream of the yeah. podcast. Just see yeah, you but flexing. Again, but again, then we'd have to set, you know, how much are we going to charge for it, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Like, if they pay a little extra, do I have to give them a flash of the good stuff? Uh, you know, that that's these are the things we'll have to tackle along the way. Quite literally, we'll have to tackle your tackle at some stage, but we'll get there. Um, and also, you know, you talk about uh, the effect that relationships may have or previous relationships. I can only talk from my own experience. And again, this is something that we spoke about when we spoke about the way that you look to deal with rejection. We covered it in real detail. And listening back to that yeah. episode is probably actually the proudest I've been on this podcast of some of the topics and some of the subjects that we've covered. I thought listening back to it, how honest and frank we both were in the way that we've dealt with rejection mm. in the past. I was really proud of that, that episode on the podcast. Uh, and and I'll, I'll repeat again that, you know, my I had a breakup in a, from a previous relationship and that was a significant relationship. It was a huge part of my life. And, it, and it, it, battered, it battered my confidence. So when we talk about needing to accept where you are as a human being, who you are as a human being before really being able to throw yourself into the next part of your life the next relationship in your life it is really difficult because after um i broke up with my ex i was at a really low ebb uh, we spoke we spoke about it already it was difficult I, my confidence was really struggling the idea of going out and you know you'd have mates come up to you and say oh you're you're single for the first time in almost 10 years get out there have fun and i'm thinking i the last thing I want to do is go and try and talk to a girl when I really am doubting so much about myself at this moment in time. So it, it's, it is very difficult. You've got to rebuild yourself. And I, and I firmly believe that you've got to be in a much happier place with yourself before you can even consider dragging someone else into your life. Yeah, I fully wholeheartedly support that Dan. And I, and it's, you know, your story, is one that I know quite well and it's it's interesting you know your perspective of that you know your mates and probably myself in that situation we were telling you look you're single now go out there and have a bit of fun but you know deep down personally you're still sort of trying to process what's just happened i.e you've you've had this relationship for a long time and suddenly now it's all completely different and you don't know how to react and that is completely understandable but at the same time as a friend, you're trying to be supportive and you think the only way you can be supportive is try and push them in a completely different direction to what what they was before. And that that is probably just as worse as the actual breakup itself. It's not really particularly helpful for someone in that situation, I imagine. And like you say, the, the, you do have to be in a place where you're happy before you go and approach another relationship, you know. I, I know from personal experience where I've not been in the right place and I've tried to pursue, pursue things that were just completely unhealthy and, and it was never going to ever in one way, shape or form work. But I was deluding myself into the point where I was like, yeah, this could actually work. The solution to make everything happy. And that's not that's not how life works at all in any format, let alone finding someone to love. I think one of the one of the things that really hit home a few years ago for me was someone who I was close to said to me you know it was the old classic line if you're going to love someone first you have to love yourself and it was kind of directed at me saying look I don't think you're that self-confident and you don't trust yourself and that really hit me hard because 
on my own i love me you know I, I enjoy my own company that's you know everyone around me probably knows that it's only when i deal with others i get a bit dodgy at times <laughs> but that that line really hit me hard for a long time and i was like do i really do i really love myself do i really you know show that publicly and you you, you do come to sort of terms with how that how you're perceived publicly as well at times and it all sort of amalgamates into the stage where you're where you lose confidence in yourself and you do have to get that back and get yourself to a place where you're happy again and like you say Dan I think the key point is when you know you're comfortable with yourself and happy you can find that that someone who who will take you well not take you but you you will have a partnership that that really works well yeah I find that really interesting if you don't mind me saying though it does sound like that that past experience for you they were putting an awful lot of the onus on you which maybe if we reflect on that might not have been fair at this moment in at that moment in time i don't know you may completely disagree with that i think the good relationships help you find your feet anyway it can't yeah. just be about them it can't just be about you and if it's right they'll understand where you're at and help you get to the point you need to be and again vice versa i'm sure you would do absolutely the same thing for them so i find it really yeah. interesting and, and uh, before we move on as well mate um people obviously like to see a vulnerable side in their partner you know the you know there's no point you know pull the pull the gate down uh close yourself off that isn't really going to get you very far in any relationship but i think it's important to make that point that if you are accepting of your current situation you're actually if you're if you're open to talking about your past experiences the highs the lows and that comes with self-acceptance then then maybe that is more important actually than loving yourself completely and being in you. I'm absolutely ready. I'm exactly in the place I need to be to throw myself into the next relationship. It was actually accepting this is where I've been. This is where I am now. And this is where I'd like to be. And almost you'd like, to, if you find the right person, they can help you on that journey. I think that's absolutely the all important thing moving forward. And that, yeah, I that is advice you can take to the bank. <laughs> We go straight to Lloyd's and say, look, cash that in. How much is that worth? It'll be like one of those old vouchers you get on a crisp packet. Value worth is 0.0001p. Interesting stuff, mate. Really good. As always, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on any topics that we've discussed on this podcast. You can either email us at it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast. Are we going to carry on doing this podcast, Tom, until we get an email? Somebody says, oh, lads. My relationship was was collapsing and I listened to your podcast and you changed my life. You saved <laughs> my relationship and I can't thank you enough. Is that we're, we're going to doing it until we get to that point? Yes, absolutely. Or we get we get an email saying, I took your advice and now I'm currently homeless and seeking shelter. If you could give me five pounds a month, I'll be I'll be just fine in the shelter and then then we'll shut it down and apologize to everyone for all the all the goddamn advice we've given out over the past few months. Oh, years, should we say? Years. Yeah, I, well, I, I would only say that, unfortunately, that £5 doesn't really sit in our budget at this moment in time. As much <laughs> as we'd like to help you, it's very difficult for us at this time. 2020 has been a hard year, so I'm just yeah, going to get back to my filtered water. And uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to help you at this time, but cheers anyway. Let's bring in the other voice now on This Is Not A Man's World podcast, the floodgates. Tom, I've got to say open this week. We put the Christmas tree up uh it's christmas songs it's christmas films from now on the 14 pound candle 
is out taking pride of place in the centre of our living room. Channel is it still going? Yeah. Uh, oh no, we've not lit it yet. It's there for. Oh the, right, okay. It's there for, as she says, the ambiance. Ambiance, of ambiance. course. Ambiance. It helps with the Christmas ambiance. Um, <laughs> Channel Five has started with the the Xmas films. Uh, I think they started in November this year. Have you not seen that Sony channel? It's like Sony Christmas. They've had them on since September. Ah, when, when, does Chris, when does Christmas start for you? Oh, that's it. Well, it's a bit of a weird one with my family. We, we tend to start quite late, but I, I tend to start quite early. So this week, I'm going to start wrapping my room up in my Christmas decorations. So let's say this week. So, you, so you're good with your Christmas shopping? You, you, you're pretty... Oh, yeah, I've already done it. I thought I, I worried about the pandemic this year and not being able to get to shop. So I've done it all online. I'm done. There you go. There you go. I am Tom. well planned. I'm the most planned I've ever been for Christmas this year. Tom, I finished early Taylor. Well known for that. <laughs> Proud. I've got the T-shirt and everything. Anyway, here is the Christmas loving girlfriend. You have to be happy with yourself not necessarily love yourself because i don't think many people can say they would love themselves like do i love myself i'm not sure i do but can i still love dan yeah absolutely i think people need to be happy in themselves and realize that their happiness doesn't come from another person because you can't always put your happiness and your like being into someone else's hands you need to be yeah, just content with yourself and know who you are before you can actually commit to a mature relationship with someone else. There's not a grand amount of people that love themselves too much. I just think we think there are because of how people are on Instagram and social media. I It just seems like everyone is a little bit self-obsessed and want to show off what their achievements for that self-validation. But do people actually love themselves? I'm not sure, because I think the people who scream the loudest are some, sometimes the most insecure. Maybe it's a British thing as well. None of us would be like, oh, we love ourselves. It's that stiff upper lip, you know, we're not indulgent. I don't know, it's, it's a weird one. But I still think you can be in a relationship with someone, even if you are unfulfilled in your life and maybe don't love yourself. But ultimately, it might break down you might have arguments because you feel quite insecure so i think it helps in a relationship if you are happy in yourself and content with the person you are but i don't think that's love for yourself necessarily yes as rupaul said if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else can i get an amen amen well amen indeed uh the girlfriend um good form absolutely good form with some really good input um as as i put the question to her if you are to love must you first love yourself and um interesting you know those that scream loudest are often the most insecure oh yeah 100 100 percent. i think i think there is a there is a fine line between at the moment self-confidence and it comes across as slightly arrogant and you love yourself but you know there are people who do genuinely believe themselves and know that they have to back themselves to get opportunities in life and whether that is in their personal or their professional world um but yeah like like the girlfriend said there there is a, there is a good point around there are people who often shout the loudest uh, and normally can sometimes be quite insecure about themselves and you know it is just a way of them just expressing i don't know maybe it's it's a an insecurity inside if if they shout louder they can ignore it I don't know. But I think 
what I was really interested in the girlfriend's point there is that she reckons that you know most people don't necessarily love themselves but they're they can be content enough to be in a relationship but they can at the same time love someone else and not be too worried about themselves which I think perhaps a lot of people are like that you know we're and and another good point the girlfriend made is you know the British mentality has always been quite reserved and um, negative about oneself and just trying to avoid any sort of personal situations and that's changing you know the changing landscape of our country and you know the way that people perceive themselves is is changing and, and it is becoming about being more positive more outgoing those Euro- outgoing. those europeans coming over here and making us love ourselves build the <laughs> wall well that's your opinion Dan. nothing to do with me <laughs> no, no, that's but... the opinion of the brexit loving people that we live around in this country <laughs> I think there is something around that, you know, society's changing, it's becoming more outgoing, more positive in the way it talks about everything, not just oneself. And, you know, that contradicts with the old British stereotype of being stiff upper lips, don't give away too much, be, you know, self-deprecating about yourself as well. And that could lead into confidence as well. So, yeah, I think the girlfriend made some really valid points there. And I think the key one is that, you don't necessarily have to be in love with yourself, but as long as you're content, you can find someone that you can then love. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Time now for our newest feature that we're bringing you this season on It's Not A Man's World podcast. We call it Sex Flicks and Chill. Those TV shows, maybe films that go above and beyond to address modern day relationship issues. The more peculiar the approach, as you know by now on this podcast, the better for us. Um, This week, Tom, we take... A look back. Oh, retro. I like it. I like it. We just heard from the girlfriend there, and I know she was a fan of this show. Date My Mum. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Did you ever watch this? The MTV show out in the early 2000s. Remember this one, mate. Um, A a guy or girl would go on three separate dates with three mums who would try then and convince them to pick their son and daughter to date the dater only meets the mother and makes his or her decision solely on the impression of the mother and the mother's descriptions of her child this is top shelf stuff this is only what mtv could do you know what mtv released so many shows particularly over the early 2000s that were just painfully funny to watch (laughs) just cringe fest all round that's that's what that's all they were you know what? I remember watching this and just thinking, why would you do this? Why would you agree to be on this show? But then you see like Naked Attraction is now like a big show and people get their pieces out in public. So, you know, you can you can kind of see how it's evolved over the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I also for it to be a piece, does it need to be of a certain uh, over a certain size? And I mean, I can't bring myself to watch that show. I find Naked Attraction like really uncomfortable. But you see some of them get them out and you're like, mate, this isn't helping you at all. <laughs> hey, look, maybe it's that reverse psychology, you know, to love yourself. If you're insecure about it, just get it out there. You know, once it's out there, no one can no one can super judge you for it. So, yeah. Even if everyone has to get really close to the TV screen and be like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I get the magnifying glass out on the screen as well. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. Hey, look, if people are willing to do that, good luck to them. You know, 
it shows a lot more confidence than I'd ever have of putting my uh, my junk out on national television. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think it's a lack of confidence you've got that you don't want to get your nuts out on on national TV. <laughs> I don't think that takes confidence, to be fair, mate. Um, are, are, you, are you questioning their sanity then? I'm, I'm saying it's that and then very low-budget amateur porn. Well, we did discuss that last week with the uh, with the people at home doing their uh, doing their thing. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I remember, I remember that one. That was, oh dear, that that takes me back to childhood. That does. So it's got me thinking. How how would your so your mum goes on a date with a girl? How do you think your mum would describe you? Sell you? <laughs> He's a shit house, but it'll make you a nice cup of tea. I think that's how my mum would tell me. And I'm just waiting for the woman to go, you know what? Sold. Sold. Where do I sign? That is, that's amazing. That is amazing. We'll, we'll, go, we'll move the... on from there. We'll move on from there. No, no, no. You <laughs> just ruined the work you've done. <laughs> hey, look, I'm British. I self-deprecate. We move on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've been spending far too much time with those Europeans. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's finish again for another week, Tom. Bring us, if you can, another Dear Dumbass, please. Absolutely, my friend. So, Dear Dumbass, I can't resist sex with my ex, but you won't give our relationship another chance. Now, remember names, as... remember names, give us names. I, okay, so uh, for the for the um, writer into Dear Dumbass, we're going with Christian, and for the for the partner involved, we're going with Judas. Very nice. Yeah. See what you've done there. Um, as, as long as we... Uh, we don't get into any sort of religious trouble. We're we're absolutely fine. I know that's potentially slightly blasphemous. So Christian and Julius can never resist each other, but you won't give up our relationship another chance. They both met when they were 21, six years ago. It was like magic and we fell hard for one another. We had a brilliant relationship with lots of laughs and sex. It's always great when you can get both and not just laughing at the sex. So Christian got pregnant 18 months later. By the way, Christian's a woman. And it was quite a difficult pregnancy. Judas knew it wasn't much fun for her. They've got a lovely three-year-old daughter, but she was a bit of a miserable baby, Christian's daughter. But then Christian was miserable as well. Judas at least had his job to get out of the house, but he felt trapped and cut off with everything. So eventually they went their own ways and split up. Eventually, Judas met found another lady in his life and has moved out and got on. But uh, obviously Judas comes around to see their daughter. But every time he comes around seeing the daughter, they both end up in the bedroom. A little bit of rumpy-pumpy on the side. Trouble is, Christian's now fallen back in love with Judas, but doesn't know how to tell him and try and get him back. Christian's worried that Judas's other half will start to get involved and be rather interfering in their relationship, particularly with uh, the young daughter involved. What should Christian do? Firstly, beautifully told the story. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, if if people haven't switched off by now, they certainly would have switched off then. Layers. There were many. The tone of your delivery was mm, very nice. Um, Small question. Do you know any women called Christian? I do. You do? (laughs) This one. (laughs) <laughs> this one yeah look there's there's always space for more female christians um yeah, that's very true um, so say the catholic church um what what i mean judas mm, yeah i think she needs because surely uh, this whatever it is with judas preventing her denying her from from moving on with her life and finding a relationship that's actually healthy not just for her 
because also she needs to be thinking about the little one. And yes, it's important that she has a relationship with her father, but yeah, cool. but it's more important for her happiness and surely the happiness of the kids that she moves on and is happy. And she can't fully move on if every time he comes over, he um he, he uh, digs for gold. <laughs> digs for gold. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I do see this as uh, Judas taking advantage of the situation. And he obviously, you know, he, he might still love Christian for for all we know, but um, yeah, it seems like he's taking advantage of a free bunk up when he goes around to see his daughter and, you know, not letting the partner know probably is, is not a great sign of it. You say he might have feelings for her, but uh, he gave up. He, he, I think he gave up on all of that when he first left her now. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, it's very unlikely that that's ever going to heal properly. So, yeah, I, I just get the sense that it's just something for Judas just to have a little bit of extra interest in his life and a little bit of a bonus of going to see his daughter. I mean, you wouldn't be with someone else if you were, if you were then wanting to get back with your ex. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a difficult situation, but Christian's got to find a way out of it and just say, no, thank you. I need to move on. Important that there's a relationship between the kid and the father, but that doesn't mean she has to be tied up in it as well. She should be allowed to move on and find true happiness. You might think that what that was before was great, but but what you're in at 21, at 21 when you're in a relationship and you're thinking, oh my God, this is my life. This is what, this is where I'm going to be for the next 50, 60 years. Yeah. Funny enough, it, it, uh, more often than not, it turns out that actually that was just the fun you were having at 21 and then you can find something around the corner that actually uh, makes you just as happy, probably more happy. And plot, uh, hopefully we're not, you know, spoiling the plot, but shock... Judas is a dickhead. <laughs> Judas has betrayed someone. There you go. There you go. Good place to leave it, mate. Good place to leave it before we get hate mail from the churches up and down the land. Uh, that's all the time we've got again this week. Really enjoyed that, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening as always. Remember, you can catch all our previous episodes on ACAST and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, rate and review the podcast if you've got a chance. Just search It's Not A Man's World Podcast and you can listen to all our previous episodes. Uh, As always, the important bit now, stay safe out there. Uh, Relaxation coming this week so you can go out and see see your friends in some parts of the country. Outside. Stay outside. Warm jacket. Very important. Hat, scarf. We've all invested in a winter jacket. You'll get good mileage out of that over the next few weeks. And uh, on next week's episode, we're going to talk money 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 the pressures of finance when it comes to relationships and how money sometimes just is not funny it isn't funny particularly in a rich person's world see you soon see ya